Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is created, the Gadigal and Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the Ash London podcast. What's this podcast all about? Well, like life, I'm figuring it out as I go. It'll grow and evolve as I do and as you do, hopefully. I want to figure out how to keep living my best life, even when it feels like the world is imploding. It'll be a little bit messy, emotional, confronting, and hopefully we'll be able to laugh about it along the way. It's called New Mum. Who dis? I want to tell you about something that's changed my postpartum life this week. Four letters, B-L-Y-S. Okay, so what are my two favorite things? Massages and staying at home. What does Bliss offer? Massages at home. No waiting on hold, sitting in traffic, trying to get a park, all of which leaves you stressed because you're late by the time you arrive at the spa, which then just eats into your chill time. In this sense, you just chill at home and ding dong, it's massage time. Um, now, last week was tough, and I know anyone that's had a baby will be understanding this. I found myself so exhausted. My shoulders were so sore from breastfeeding through a very hungry cluster feeding week of hell, um, but also heaven, and generally just feeling really crappy. I can't tell you how amazing it was to have Amelie from Bliss rock up at my house one evening for a massage. Adrian took Buddy. And for an hour, I just felt like myself again. It was an amazing reminder for me that prioritizing my own self-care means I'm showing up as the best mama possible for the bud man. It's something I'll be incorporating into my routine, not just as a treat, but as something I deserve, let's be honest. And side note, they do nails, facials, and makeup, and hairstyling as well. What a time to be alive. Bliss, self-care, your way. And this is super exciting for your chance to score a $200 voucher for you and a friend Dash right. Head on over to my Instagram at ash underscore London. Okay, first up, some big news. The Ash London podcast will be expanding as of this week to not one, but two weekly episodes. Tuesdays are going to continue as our show for Cool Moms. Um, but from this week on Thursdays, I'll be broadening things out and I'm going to be dropping another episode where I talk to just someone in the world who I admire um, about how to live your best life while it feels like the world around us is going to shit because it kind of feels like that. These are going to be entertainers and, and athletes and anyone that's kind of bringing joy, hope, entertainment or distraction to us in these crazy, crazy times. I'm going to reveal Thursday's guest at the end of this episode. But for now, it's all about this episode. And I got to hang with today's guest last year on a shoot for Destination New South Wales. And she forever stuck in my mind as somebody who quite literally moves to the beat of her own drum. Um, Connie Mitchell, lead singer of Sneaky Sound System. She's entertained us on dance floors and in cars and wherever we listen to upbeat bangers like UFO and Pictures. Her bandmate Angus became her husband and father to her kitties. And given their insane careers and lifestyles, I've always had questions 
about what mum life looks like for Connie. Well, luckily for me, she joined me last week for her first ever Zoom Rockstar Mama. It's Connie Mitchell. Hello, Ash. You know what? This is my first podcast. And can I say, how very tech. I'm so proud of you because when I sent through the invitation to you and your manager, you didn't even know what Zoom was. She was like, well, nope. have a lesson. <laughs> so what, you've, you've made it through COVID without having to live on Zoom meetings like the rest of I us know. schmucks. Well done. I know. Very, very lucky. Last time we were hanging out was the first time we were hanging out but it was for three full days. Not many people get to meet someone no. for the first time and then spend three days <laughs> with them. That was pretty fun, though. And had sleepovers. Sleep, adult sleepovers. Adult sleepovers. We were filming a series for Destination New South Wales, and you did mention to me you becoming a mum, and yeah. you were a bit of a hippie about it. You were giving me all these weird hippie tips about if you want a girl, do that? this. If you want a boy, do this and yeah. keep warm and take these weird seeds yeah. or some shit. And I was like, yeah. this woman's, this is Connie. <laughs> <laughs> so tell everyone listening about the two humans that made you into a mama. Well, I, I've actually got three humans. I've got um, the older one. I've got an older one. I've got a beautiful stepson called Archie. I have a little boy named Iggy Ajax, who was named after a very good DJ friend of ours, and a little girl named Cece, and they are Cece's three. Let me have to think about this. Iggy is five and Archie's 16. 16, man. That's full on. That, but I feel like boys these days, what in our mind, what is sixteen is really happening at like no, no, eleven no. now. Yeah, well, I, yeah, six. Well, sixteen's like twenty-one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this scares me. My friends have got older kids that age, and they're like, I was ha- having dinner with a friend recently who or, or has a stepdaughter who is that same age, and he was talking about sleepovers and her staying at her boyfriend's house, and I was like. Whoa, my mum didn't up, even dude. like when. Oh, yeah, I was in my thirties, and my yeah. mum was staying with me, and then my fiance rocked up, and I was living with my aunt at the time in Sydney, and he stayed upstairs because my mum still was like, "No, we don't, we don't do sex. No, we don't admit that. No, 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 no Ash, no." no. So up, Adrian <laughs> went up the stairs for his bedroom, and I'm in my bedroom we're texting each other like, "Oh, so I was like, oh, this is so weird, but." Who we are. Oh gosh. So there's so much to unpack with you, Connie, because you are a layered, weird, wild, and wonderful individual, which is, you know, I think that's a good way of describing you. I don't think I've ever met anyone like you in the best way possible. I guess we'll go back to the start. So you okay. did some growing up in South Africa. Yeah. With your family there. Yeah. My mum and dad were quite wild. When I was about three months old, I was picked up by an aunt and taken to New Zealand to be raised by my grandparents. And they said that they found me underneath a table in a big party house. So they hoped that they could take you and show you how to live on the straight and narrow, but I feel like the damage was done, Connie Mitchell. (laughs) You were always going to be under the table or... At somewhere in the party house. <laughs> I had the best time of my life. I mean, if you brought up by your grandparents, you can have a pretty good time, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
given that maybe you didn't have the traditional upbringing of like mm. what we all imagine, not that anyone really yeah. has a traditional upbringing, nothing's no. normal, what did you imagine life would be like for you if you became a mum? Did you imagine yourself as a mum? Did you think that you would be the cool mum having big parties and putting her kids under the table or did you not imagine yourself as a mum at all? No. I I think a little bit of both is, is good, but I think what's good for kids is um, stability and routine. Mm. And then if you have a bit of stability and routine, then you can shake it up a bit. Yeah. As long as the core is you know where you know where your mum and dad are, this core family that's always got your back. Yeah. And then if you've got that internally inside you and you know that, then you can do all sorts of crazy wacky things it's because you know that that's, yeah. And I think you need a bit of that mm. to go with that. And that, that gives you the sense of adaptability later in life. So you know when you get thrown curveballs, you can go, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. I haven't seen that before, but I'm going to try and do it like this. You yeah. won't freak out, you yeah. know. How did you kind of build that within yourself because as that come from something you decide within yourself before you um you know become Archie's mom or before you then decide to have kids you know like you have to kind of have that base of yes life is weird and wonderful and wild and I can be here there and everywhere but I've got to have some sort of a base of stability normality know who I am know who my people are did that exist before you became a mom I think that comes with two things I think the person by your side is obviously going to be uh, add to that stability. If you don't have a rock beside your side, if you're going to have kids, well, then you're in trouble. Mm. Like you're you you're in trouble. Seriously. Um, then if you combine it with the fact that you you, did, you don't have that stability from some kind of parental figure, that's also that's. I don't know how you would combat that. Mm. I don't know how you'd go through life even comprehending that because you've never had that. You know, mm. that's very, very hard. Um, I was lucky I had my grandparents, you know, and then I was lucky again to have kids with someone who did have my back, mm. which was Angus, you know. Mm. So that's a, that's a compound. Love that. Now, Angus is, I love this, you met him in a park and you yeah. married him in Ibiza. Like I think that is such a brilliant little just, <laughs> <laughs> we met randomly when he approached me in a park <laughs> and we got married in Ibiza. I think that's pretty great. So talk to me about, you must have thought, when I saw Adrian across a room and was like, that's the one. That guy. That one. I want him. And I just fucking claws in. Um, was it like that for you or not so much? Um, no, it was a slow burn on that one. It was a slow burn. It, uh, he just... I saw how he treated the people around him mm. and how the people around him looked up to him and how he was incredibly loyal and very solid guy, mm. you know. And I also, we both knew each other's secrets. Mm. There was, there was, everything was on the table because there was no romantic involvement, you know. So everything, we're just friends. So everything's on the table. So then when you go to that part, which could happen randomly in any situation, you know, you could be out and get really drunk and then all of a sudden kiss. You could be on the dance floor and then all of a sudden the song comes on and then, ooh, and then it gets a bit romantic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you have th that before, that's a really good kind of, that's, that, you know what I mean? That's like you know everything about that person. And that's see, good to make a relationship with. 
And I guess you had this extra added bonus of you didn't have to imagine what he'd be like as a father. Like I always looked at age and I was like, oh, he'd be the best father. But I, you already kind of had that example. Yeah, well, yeah 100%, 100%. So did watching him be a dad, I don't know, like we all think I mean, it, it's one of the hottest things in the world, right, hot dads, yeah. you know. Yeah. Did you experience yeah. that? Oh, yeah, he, he got a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, mate. 10 out of 10. So you, you're working together and you're killing it and partying and, you know, creating great atmospheres for people to have their own parties and creating music. You're married. But there aren't really many kind of examples of other women in your position who are going, now I'm going to have babies and do it on my terms and continue to work. And I know for a lot of people they need to see other people do it for them to know that it's doable. But the yes. sense I get from you is maybe that you maybe didn't need that example, but I might be wrong So, because it, it's a big transition. Um, I think it gets back to before when life throws you curveballs. You just kind of roll up sleeves and get on with it. Mm. You know, there doesn't have to be an example. The example is how you deal with it. And I think that's a great way to deal with things is you're adaptable, you roll up your sleeves and you're not afraid to get a bit dirty. You go, okay, this is what it is, this is what's at. So let's deal with it, yeah. you know, because yeah. nobody else is going to come and help you but you. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought, well, you can do it. Like I remember we were in um, Mykonos and I was pregnant with um, Iggy. The German guys there were like, well, you know, it's not very sexy that she's going to be in the DJ booth with this giant belly. Like it's not sexy for the club, <laughs> you know. And I had all these I had all these outfits that kind of celebrated yes. being pregnant and like super tight. And, you know, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I've got this belly, like it's, it's so cool. And I had to kind of hide it a bit, you know what I mean, because mm. they were like, well, they, they didn't think that that was. But people would offer you shots and you're like, no, 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 no I'm good. You'd be like, no, drink the shot. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I came back from there. I think when I was so over, so over the deadline, I mean, I worked till I was about, eight and a half months pregnant. I was doing that gig, you know, in, in high heels, which was just like, are you insane? Rose, why? And, um, I remember having put on a caftan and I got on the plane with a sandwich. So they just think I was like, <laughs> I'm a really chubby woman. She loves to eat. No, I just love eating. Big eater. <laughs> yeah, coming on board with my sandwich going, mm, chicken. Mm, I love I'm going to get another one of these. <laughs> But, you know, I always thought in the back of my mind too that women in Africa work out in the fields and they go behind a tree, that squat, have a baby by themselves and then go back and work. Yeah. And I thought if they can do it like that and we've got all this modern medicine at our, you know, right under our fingertips, if they can do it like that, then we should be able to, you know, just kind of suck it up a bit mm. and just roll with the punches on that one, yeah. you know? Yeah. And did you have any sickness? Like how was the actual pregnancy? How did you feel? I felt fine. I actually had quite a lot of energy with him. He gave me a lot of energy. She kind of that old adage of you know, the girl. My skin broke out a bit. You know, yeah. I um I was a bit I was really quite tired with her. And then it just you kind of just push through and you come out the other side. Yeah, we well, have to. I didn't really get morning sickness that much. I was very lucky in that respect. I know some women get really debilitating. Mm. I read a quote where you talked about how it was really important for you to keep working and to have that independence always. Was there ever, 
was there ever any part of you that feared, well, once this baby comes out, what if I can't slash don't want to slash unable to keep, you know, doing it this way? Or did you just have that resolve that you could make it look like however you wanted to make it look like? Yeah, 100%. I mean, they move with you. You don't move with them, mm. you know. You brought them into the world, so they move with you. But not everyone thinks like that. You know, a lot of people get caught up in the opposite, that this baby comes along and then your whole life kind of has to revolve around oh, that's crazy. That's crazy, Tara. That's crazy, Tara. If you think like that, then you, you're not going to have the time. You certainly you know? not. <laughs> So, so logistically, realistically, like in what did that actually look like, that notion of baby comes with us? Like give me some a real-life example okay. of what that looked okay, like. Okay, I'll give you an example. We had a gig two weeks after the baby was born. Now, let's break it down. Two weeks after the baby was born, you're padded everywhere, yeah. padded everywhere, and you do not feel sexy. No. No. Milk's coming out. Bleeding and stuff coming out of your vagina. That yeah, it's like this is not a good time. <laughs> and then he tells you that so that's the worst time. Yeah. The pregnancy time is kind of fun because you get to eat cheese melt. Seriously, you, know, you don't feel bad about it. And you have those pregnancy hormones rushing through your body, and you're, yeah, like, you're like, "Woo, yes, come on, do, 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 do. yeah, you want to go to the club? I'll come yes, with you. it's so true. You, know, you need the pregnancy problem. hormones after the baby comes out, and you feel like a after piece of comes. shit. But we so we so we had it. I think it was in Kingscliff, and so we timed it so that I'd give the babies some milk, so my boobs were not going to be too. They weren't going to spurt all over the front row, which was not be cool. And so the, the hotel was like right next to the gig, so I just had to walk. It was like two two minute walk. I just gave the baby some milk, gave it to the babysitter. Babies had to fall asleep anyway because you just had milk. I'm only going to be gone like. An hour and a half. Yeah. That's not, you know, that's no big deal. I go do my stuff and then come back to the baby. And, the, you know, that's not. And the world didn't implode. Yeah, that's right. I still, I, I think I might have had like half a drink or something because I knew I didn't have to yeah. feed the baby for like another few hours. Or so, you know what I mean? Like yeah. life still goes on. Yeah. It's not like everything ends. And, and I really, that makes me really upset when, when women say, oh, if I have a baby, my life's going to win. Your life's going to get better, <laughs> you know, because you're less selfish. It's less about you. Mm-hmm. And you also still get to do all those things you're doing for. If you want to go out on Thursday, Friday night, we can go out on Thursday, Friday night. You just can't go out until 4 a.m., yeah. you know? I love uh, what you said about being less selfish because I think we both of us kind of have jobs that, if you had a tendency towards selfishness, perhaps they would really exacerbate that because really a lot of the time it is kind of about you and people looking at you and saying you're great. So what did that kind of selflessness look and feel like? Was it a weird transition? Because it's weird for me because I think I am naturally a selfish person and I find that part of me I have moments where I'm like, I shouldn't have to do this. I've got better things to do. And then I check myself and I'm like, well, what's a better thing to do than like feed a a baby and keep it alive like so I'm aware of it um but did you have those moments where it was obvious that well things have changed just because it's not you know living in the life of a musician you know you go and you're living a nighttime life for Mm. one so you're 
job starts at night time and it does involve drinking because that just goes hand in hand yeah. with the job you do, you know. So, therefore, when you're finished and you, you, you're not just going to go, okay, the show's over, it's 2 a.m., I'm going to go to bed now, you know, you might go out for a drink and kind of calm yourself down, you know, or you might go out with some people that went, well, that was great tonight, shall we go somewhere else, you know, because you're yeah. a bit, bit, bit high of what you've just done. So when you put a child in the mix in that, of that, you can't just wake up leisurely at your leisure tomorrow morning and go and get a, a you know, yeah, a slutty breakfast, bacon burger for, you know, yeah. and go, oh, God, I feel terrible. Oh, <laughs> you call your friends, oh, what did you do last night? Oh, I did this, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't work like that. You know, you've got this little person that's saying, hey, you can't be in that state. You can't be selfish like that in that state to deal with, with that. Listen, you can have your moments. It's like you pick your battles. Mm. That's what I'm saying about your life doesn't end. It's just you pick your battles. So in that terms, you're less selfish because you're like, well, I want to be on for this little person who's pure. You know, I want to give them, you know, a bit of the best of of me, which means I can't go and do some of those things to that extent. Yeah. Not I can't do them ever again. That's it. No more. Yeah. Just I can't do them to that extent. I have to do pick which ones I want to do. Yeah. I don't have the freedom as a, of, of like a single person where you just go out and go, well, what are you doing? Now? I don't know. What do you want to do? YOLO. You know? Mm. <laughs> Every woman I've spoken to so far in this podcast has talked about how important it has been to have a system set up for help. Like can't do it on their own, whether it's partner stepping up or a nanny or Correct. a grandparent or whatever it is. Yes. Did you have to be really intentional about setting up your people and your help, your network? I always set out, firstly, that you, it's just you. You've got to think about that it's just you, firstly. You're on, you're on your own, okay? And then everything else from there is a, is a bonus. So I was very strict. I, I did this thing called the contented baby, and it was very, very strict from day one so that they were in this routine because I needed the babies to be in a routine so I could go out to work. So when I handed over to a babysitter, I knew that they weren't having this bundle that was freaking out because mum wasn't around. I knew that if you at the 7 o'clock, you get the milk, 7.30, you go to bed, wait, you know, if the, the bath time is at 6, so if anyone could do that because they already were already set in their, their routine. So then if you have that and then you have somebody else that's your rock who can you can hand over to that's a bonus gotcha. now if you've got a, a parent or a grandparent or a nonna who can say well i can take the baby on fridays and saturdays another bonus do you know what i mean yeah Just, you can, that's how i set up mine i love that I because people that. would look at you out doing your thing on stage whatever and be like wow her life must be crazy but really, the reality is for it to look like you're out there like, woo, you had to be militant and you had to be super Correct. organized. Correct. Super organized. Are you yeah. naturally an organized person? Was that no, easy? I, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. You want to do that? I'll do that. I knew the answer to the question before I asked it, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And was it the same for Cece when you'd done it that way for Iggy? Were you then in a routine or were you a bit more relaxed second time or did life look different? No, I was the same because I knew that the system had worked Mm. and it worked. 
And now they could both be together in the same system, you know, which they had to be if you're if you if you're leaving and you're handing over to a babysitter. Yeah. Otherwise it would be horrific. Yeah. You'd be stressed, if you came in and these kids are just screaming, running, <laughs> I'm sure the babysitters uh-uh. get that often. That would be I'm the sure worst. they would get that. I just couldn't I couldn't do that. Yeah. Also I knew that it worked and then they they bloomed because of it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One of the biggest honours of my life was finding out that I was having a son and thinking, far out, I get to raise a boy in this world. What was your approach to that when, I don't know, did you know you were having a boy before he came out or was it? Oh, 100%. I was like, I want to know what <laughs> what's going on. I wanted to set up for what I needed to set up for. <laughs> um, so what was the intention yeah. there? I think that's I think it's a real honour, as you said, raising a boy. I really, um, I think... You really have to think about the long game and how you want that boy to treat women in general is how they treat you. Mm. You know, that's a real, that's that's a real, it's a real tricky one to navigate. You know, I don't want to chastise him, but I kind of have to a bit. You know, mm-hmm. I want to show him that I'm like, I'm not lazy and I don't whinge and I, I'm not needy, but I do like cuddles and I want hugs. You know, and I do want you to open the door for me. Mm. You know, stuff like that. I do want you to be a gentleman, mm. and that's not being a weak female. That's just you being a really nice guy. Yeah. And what about discipline? Did discipline come naturally to you? Oh, uh, I find I yell. I yell. I'm quite a yeller. I do want. I did countdown a lot. Oh yes. Does it I work? That works. Nice. I don't know why it works, but it does. It's very <laughs> magic. <laughs> what is this sorcery of yeah. just counting down to one from three? Well, they say it works on yourself as well. Like if you have to do something that you're procrastinating doing. Does it? If you count down, your brain can only really do one thing at once. So if you're counting down to yourself, okay, I'm going to get out of bed in five, four, three, two, one. Two. It blocks out your brain's ability to make excuses as to why you should stay in bed and it forces you to just your brain to just be on the counter. I don't know if it actually works, but they say they, whoever they is, say that it works. So, you know, the world super bang. The The authority on counting. (laughs) And in what ways do you think parenthood, if at all, made you better when it comes to what you do professionally? Oh, well, you're thinking about your kids, you know. It kind of pushes you a bit. If you were safe, you're doing a marathon or something. Mm. It's that last little bit that kind of keeps you, pushes you over. It's the same thing with kids. It kind of gives you this little kind of chutzpah, you know, yeah. just push that little, it's like somebody's giving you a little push on the bump up and over. I love that. It's not the whole thing. It's not the thing making you jump the fence. No, you're no. You're already jumping the fence. Yes. And you're at the yes. top and it's going to, and it's just you're a like, little. like, oh, God, can I be bothered? 
I love that. That's a great analogy. I did forget to ask um, your manager included in the email train of us setting this up. She said, Connie, please tell the story of going into labor when Angus was literally on the other side of the world yet somehow made it back. Oh, What's God. that about? Okay. What do you um, that mean? Was, that was Iggy. I'd come back really over. That's first baby that you had. Yeah, that's first baby. And, and they, which was very naughty. And, um, but I knew everything was fine. I was in Mykonos, for God's sake. It's not like it was, it was a hospital in Mykonos. Like if something got wrong, yeah. it would have been screwed. <laughs> anyway, so I come back and my person that was supposed to be you know, you you allocate someone that if anything happens, they will take you to the hospital. Gotcha. So my my allocated driver or person was um, Morris Dizzini, who looks after icebergs, and he's a very good friend. Oh, yeah. And and his wife Lucy. Now they lived next door, and I was in the kitchen, and my water broke. And how many weeks were you? Two or three weeks before. We're in the we're in the safety zone. Yeah. And I was like, I don't mind if he's small. He's cooked. Yeah. Um, he's cooked. Anyway, I thought, well, that's not good. I think I better go to the hospital. But I did fish. I was eating oh some coconut ice cream. Oh, I thought, well, nothing's going to, my water, I should just drink my, eat fish my ice cream and then, you know, yeah. I'll deal with that. All right, that's okay. Yeah. So I go next door and as I'm walking next door, I hear <laughs> and just start having a massive party. It was the, it was both combined birthday party, oh, and the God. people there like, oh my God, Connie, like, you look so good. I was like, I am not going in there, and I am not going to say, oh, hey guys, oh, drive to the hospital. Can you came in around week? <laughs> so anyway, I called Angus, and Angus was in the middle of his set in Mykonos. Oh my God! All the way on the other side of the world, and I, and I was like, you know what? If you want to see this baby born, I know that I've got I've got about three days leeway before they're going to say, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> there's no yeah. water in there. Yeah, exactly. you, you, oh, We're taking it out. Yeah. So he had to leave the DJ set, pack his bags, right, get, book a flight, get to the airport, goes to the airport all the way to London. London, London gets to London. Comes and gets a plane to Sydney. He's at Sydney Airport. I'm giving him updates. I'm like, okay, I'm dilated. He's at the airport. I'm dilated. This thing is kind of like, you better get here. He's like, I'm coming out. Were you, he says, did you get, was anyone with you at the hospital while, when oh, yeah, I started? I had his mum. Okay. Um, Susan was there. Um, Archie was there. Um, I had a couple of girlfriends. We I were that. eating some nuts and drinking some wine. You know, I had some tunes on. There was, we were having a good time. There was no, but I was like, you better hurry because it's yeah. coming. And were you at a hospital or were you at home? No, at a hospital. A beautiful, um, the ladies' hospital. Where everybody has their babies in Ramwick. Ramwick, Ramwick. Where I have my baby. Yeah, they, they do, look, listen, they pump out a lot of babies. There's a lot of, I mean, I've <laughs> most of them during the night when I was there. <laughs> um, he's at the airport and he's that guy who's running through the airport saying, I'm having a baby, I'm having a baby, make way. Amazing. The woman goes, Well, you can't come through here. And he's like, I don't care, I'm having a baby. Back to customs, brother, left his bags on the carousel. <gasps> Didn't get his bags. Waiting. And he goes, listen, man, I'm having a baby. I know it's your job not to stop for every red light, but can we just this once? He's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And he drove straight through, got there. So I think three minutes, three minutes he had. Oh, my God. A baby came. So he missed the labour, your literally ring of fire, crowning, yeah. baby, and then dad arrives. Yeah. just baby arrives, three minutes. That's pretty rock and roll, though. I know. I mean, to get from 
the other side of the world after you've just been <laughs> stop last track. Okay, good night. Bye. Gotta go. Does Iggy know that story and love it? I don't think he would comprehend that story. But yeah, can't That's pretty good. he will. He will. It'll certainly come out in his twenty first. Definitely. Along with along with a lot of other incriminating photos. <laughs> <laughs> so when Cece was born, was there was there like a caveat, like, okay, from 36 weeks we're going to stick together and be near a hospital or knowing you guys be like, nah, let's take our chances again? Pretty much, yes, Ash, correct. So what happened there was Cece was on the way. We're at the hospital and it was in the morning and Angus goes, oh, well, let's get some snacks, shall I? I'm just go get some coffee. And oh I was like, yeah, get some coffee because we're going to be here for ages. Yeah, yeah we'll be here for ages. So he goes off and gets it, and I'm like, mm, you better come back because <laughs> the baby's coming. So it was a quick one. It was a quick one. Gosh. I think that was like, I think you know, the seven and then the four, that was great. Heaven. I think that the body knows what it's what it's in for, you know. Yeah, I've done this before. I know what to do. I know what to do. What are you stressing out for? Yeah, give me that coffee. When I went to the first maternal nurse thing, she's like, do you want to sign you up to the mother's group? And I was like, it's no. a no from me, but thank you. But then she did anyway, and all of a sudden I'm getting these WhatsApp messages <laughs> that I don't I don't know how to get out of it because I haven't gone to the meetings and it's like and more power to them, but it's a lot of which gate at Centennial Park we're meeting up at. I'm yes. here where did you obviously, you know, like I, I doubt that you signed up to a mother's group, but did you have mums around? Did you have like your team of people that like I was quite lucky there were a few people in the neighbourhood that were having, there's always people having babies. Yeah. And and what you'll find is when you, it's like when you get a red car, you see other red cars. On the road, so you know? true. So you'll notice that in your street, oh, there's a woman down the road, she just popped one out two weeks ago or she just she's due next week. Yeah. So I just kind of thought, oh, hello. <laughs> I see you've just had babies. <laughs> I have too. Let's newly have no, babies that, together. That, that was more felt kind of than kind of being than here's my. If that, that felt a bit AA in those mothers' groups to me. Agree, agree. Hello, and my name is Connie, and yes. I've just had a baby. Blah blah. blah. And he's so yeah, you know? compared to your. Baby. But if you knock on somebody's door at the road, if you see her in the street, you go, "Hey, Not weird at all." That's yeah. That's kind <laughs> of yeah. <laughs> and was it helpful for you? Did you? Because I found so much comfort in like one hundred percent. Is this yeah. normal chats? There was a yeah, lot. Yeah, I, I think you need to. And if you don't have any support around you, then a mother's group is definitely for you. Yeah, one hundred percent. I guarantee. If you don't have any support, like the support we were talking about before, mm. then do it. Do it because that will be that will be incredibly supportive yeah. for you. And but yes, it was great because things that you might have been worried about, like a little rash on the cheeks or. Or why is he doing a poop like that? Yeah. Or why is he crying? And you know, you can just talk it through, and then they go, "Oh, mum does that all the time." And then you it's go, fine. "Oh, well, then it's fine." Instead of you fretting about it, and googling, you know, sure. and then calling your doctor, and your doctor going, "Yes, honey," or you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, totally. You talked it out. Totally. And finally, which is one of my favorite things to ask, I love just out of interest knowing this: what parts of yourself do you see in? In your kids that you know that's a bit of you coming out? Um, grumpy face. <laughs> um, foot down. And then quick sidestep of, oh, but I love you. Cheeky. Because um, <laughs> you can't get angry about it. A bit goosey. Like, What's goosey <laughs> mean? <laughs> bit, bit showbiz kind of cheesy. 
Is that both of them? Yep, a little bit. A little bit, a little bit like that. And then um, a little sprinkle of nerdy. Yeah. A little sprinkle of nerdy on, on especially her, she'll be a bit details. And he'll, he's a bit detailed, so like a puzzle, doing puzzles. So I quite like doing puzzles. <laughs> But I, I still imagine, like doing puzzles. But I imagine when you're doing a puzzle, though, you're you're wearing like full sequins or something. Yeah, that, yeah. Like you're conifying it. Yeah, that's stuff like that. And she, and she loves cheese, and I love cheese. Oh. But who doesn't love cheese? And Orchard Street freshly pressed juices as well that you're drinking. Yeah, with. she does. That's right. Do you know once I we lived in Bronte and I asked Adrian to go and pick up my juices for me, biggest mistake yeah. of my life because he realised they cost thirteen dollars each. Yeah. And I just get a text from him and he was like, "Are you fucking no. serious?" <laughs> and I was like, "Shit, idiot! Why would I do that? Why would you do that?" <laughs> I was like, well, Connie, thank you so much for chatting with me today. My pleasure. My pleasure, Ash. Be well, sister. Thank you so much. Bye, Ash. Well, that's it for episode 10. Now, this series was only ever supposed to be 10 episodes, but I've enjoyed it so much and the response has been so wonderful that I will be continuing with the mum content every Tuesday. And don't forget, we're moving to two episodes a week as of this week, one for the mums and one for the world. This Thursday... I'll be chatting to radio host Polly PJ Harding, who recently walked away from her successful radio show, Jason PJ, on the Kiss Network to return to New Zealand and live on a farm. We pretty much both finished up our radio shows on competing networks at the same time. So we've got lots to talk about and she is certainly living her best life right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Bliss. Self-care your way. And if you like today's episode and want to support the project, I would love it if you'd subscribe and leave a review. But more importantly, I want to hear from you. Shoot me an email anytime. Hello at ash.london. And don't forget, over at my socials right now, at ash underscore London, your chance to score a $200 Bliss voucher for you and one for a friend. So you can have a massage at home anytime. Big love, guys. I love you. And I'll catch you this Thursday for PJ Harding. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered.